the robots are coming. Or are they? The conversation is either polarised between complete denial of, you know, this isn't an issue, it's never going to impact us, and absolute techno panic that we're going to be out of our jobs. Stephen Waddington is Chief Engagement Officer and a member of the Global Leadership Council at Ketchum. He's also past president of the CIPR and is leading the AINPR panel, investigating the likely impact of artificial intelligence on the public relations industry. The CIPR has just published the initial findings of the panel, and in today's show, Stephen and I discuss whether those working in public relations and communications really need to be concerned about the threat of AI, and crucially, when. Everything we know speaks to the fact that traditional media is in decline, new forms of media are more and more assertive. This stuff isn't going to go away, and I, I, I think actually five years is probably a too long a time frame to sit there and think, well, I'm all right, thank you. I think this stuff's impacting us now. And with that in mind, we also talk about what we can do about it. Learn how to work with machines, how to learn with technology, so that you are one of the people at the bleeding edge of the profession who's able to understand this and figure out how it's going to modernise what we do. That's coming up after this. This is Digital Download podcast that explores the latest thinking in digital communications, PR and social media. Here's your host, Paul Sutton. Thanks for joining me this morning, Stephen. Before we get started, actually, I've got to profess a little spot of envy for you because I've seen your pictures of your houseboat and I just love the whole idea of living on a boat. Uh, living on a boat is a lot of fun. So, so the boat is a, a 90-year-old Dutch houseboat that is moored in Canada water and is yeah. a way of living in London. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It was a bit of a dive when I first bought it. It's 90 years old, so I spent the last five or six years modernizing it and bringing it up to spec, so actually it's it's less of a man cave. And, well, thanks to my partner, uh, more of a home. <laughs> it, it, looks, it looks absolutely incredible. Thank it you. really does look incredible. And you've even got a, uh, a bit of a hot tub on there now. Haven't yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's uh, one of the things people ask is, doesn't it get cold? Uh, what do you do about heating? What do you do about hot water? And actually, you know, technology on boats and has come on so far in the last 10 or 20 years that, you know, we've got central heating with a diesel boiler. We've got hot water constantly and yeah so we've invested in a few luxuries like a hot tub on the yeah, top yeah good for so you it's a bit tartish but it's just a lot <laughs> <laughs> well like i say it looks amazing um so anyway today we're going to talk about the subject of artificial intelligence we are thanks for asking me you're very welcome you're the man in the know of this at the moment especially when it comes <laughs> to the public relations industry i mean it's such an important issue and and People who listen to this podcast, who read my blogs or who are connected to me, know that I've been banging on about this for quite a while now. Where did your interest in this start and how did you first recognise this as an issue that needed more attention? So it's the third party vendor market exploding. So tool vendors in my job at Ketchum ringing me up or emailing me day in, day out, trying to flog their tools into the agency. Yeah. So that kind of started three years ago, four years ago, this market really started to heat up. And at that point, I, ran, I don't know if you remember, I ran a project called PR Stat, where we successfully characterized what was going on in the market. Um, so this latest incarnation is kind of has its origins in that. Yeah, and there's there's 120 tools that you've taken on from that, really, yeah. in this this new project. 
what interested me, so, so I read a report in the FT, which was by Tech Nation just recently, and it said that the UK digital technology sector is really outpacing the wider economy in general. That would seem to reflect exactly what you're saying from being contacted by all these tool vendors. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, the evidence is all around us. You know, I spend a lot of my time traveling back and forth between home in Newcastle and and working in London. You know, in London, you've got initiatives like the Silicon Roundabout that brought a focus on early stage business, early stage technology. And then up in Newcastle, you've got, you know, a whole uh, range of, of incubators that are helping develop early stage companies. So there's been a focus over the last five years or so on on this sector, and we're starting to see that pay benefit. Then particularly in our business, you know, you and I, Paul, have have followed the explosion in Google, Facebook, Twitter, and and the social forms of media. So, you know, we're both personally benefiting from that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So the latest project that you're involved in is the AI in PR panel with the CIPR. So do you want to explain a bit about the scope of that project and, and what's the kind of end game of that? Yeah, so this started as so many of these things do by uh, me writing on my blog and really observing the fact that the conversation around AI was getting louder and louder, or AI as it's applied to media and public relations. And there was something starting to happen. And I really wanted to try and figure out what that was and you know what we needed to do about it and it struck me at that stage you know this is back in in the end of last year the conversation is either polarized between complete denial yeah. of you know this isn't an issue it's never going to never going to impact us and you know absolute techno panic that the robots are coming and you know <laughs> we're, we're going to be out of our jobs and it's not helped it has to be said by things like cambridge analytica yeah. and uh, spotlighting the issue of on, on data and privacy and and the use of networks to influence public behavior. So I organized a dinner for people that jumped in and commented on this blog post originally back in January. And this panel emerged from that to try and do two things initially. First of all, repeat the PR stat project and get an up-to-date list of tools. And we've done that. Uh, And we've characterized that list against, you know, areas of workflow. So there's everything from listening right the way through to data planning, creative production, and then characterize that against this five-point scale of, you know, the level of sophistication, because there's an awful lot of vendors are using AI as a badge to tout their tool when there's no machine learning involved at all. It's basically just simplifying something that we've done or, or always done or enabling us just to work a little bit cleverer. But, you know, there is definitely an emerging group of tools that uh, are applying machine learning to our business. So this second piece of work has taken that on and looked at the 50 characteristics of capabilities of a public relations practitioner and that work's been done by global alliance and is quite a mature piece of work and we've used a bunch of practitioners around the world who volunteers who've got involved to map the current tool landscape against these skill areas and that takes a little bit of of mental dexterity you know because it's not nothing's ever so clear cut right but you can definitely see some very clear trends emerging what we've done is map that now so we've got a current view and look at it what might it be in five years time based on the speed of development and sophistication of this stuff yeah and the initial reports from the initial results from this work is out in the report which is out today that's right yeah and that report covers all of this initial stage of this project that you've done mm. 
I mean, when I read through this, like, like you referred to, so there's 120 odd tools referred to in this piece of work. As you suggest, a lot of them, most of them arguably, are not what you might consider to be true AI. They're more sort of auto- automation and processes and, and that side of stuff. Do you think there is an issue with tool vendors mopping up the words AI? And, and maybe we need to be thinking of things in terms of like machine learning and stuff that solves problems. And how, I mean, how do you guys in, in the panel refer to something that is true AI? True AI is a machine that will learn and imitate or um, human behavior. So shows the ability to mimic the tasks and functions that a human would do. So you, your analysis is, is exactly right. Uh, and there is an issue in that well, the vendor community is marketing and pushing AI very, very hard because it's one of those phrases yeah. like Bitcoin influencer that, you know, adds sizzle to a, a product yeah. or service. And they're selling in to a market that doesn't necessarily know what it's buying. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're selling in. And this happens all the time in our business and it always has. There are very few pieces of technology that come from a practice. It's all vendors selling into the market and pushing their product services and solutions solutions into the market looking for problems to solve so there's a misalignment there and you know you can say that's the fault of the vendors for you know being too assertive and aggressive in the marketing or you say it's the fault of the public relations community for not being smarter around its use of tech and being more savvy but you know there's a there's clearly a mismatch there yeah absolutely and i guess that's where the second part of this report comes in which is like you say it's looking at actual skills as opposed to tools So the report outlines the the 52 skills yeah. that have been scoped out. So within the report, it says that 32% of those are deemed to have at the moment zero tech support. So, so they're basically relying on human things like experience and empathy yeah. and interpretation and that sort yeah. of stuff. And then there's another 27% of those skills that are that would kind of benefit from the support of some tech yeah. at the moment, but tech is not overtaking it. Yeah, so, so that's things that, like, you know, coverage book that are just right. helping us, you know, figure out stuff smarter. They're things like attribution analysis that help you figure out, you know, how someone arrived at your your website. Yep. There isn't actually any machine learning in there. So, yeah, that that's sort of simplification or automation. That class of tools should be help, help, helping us either to, to work smarter and deliver better services to our clients, work more efficiently or benefit from, from margin improvement. And, and that sort of stuff is, is really the sort of things that should be employed now. Yeah. It's available now. It should be used now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you add those two up and you've got 59% or as a report states, 59% of, of skills which are not at predominant risk of AI in the near future. And by the near future, we're talking, what, three years, I guess? Um, yeah. Well, we've, we've looked at a three to five year time frame. So, so, but the, the, there's two sets of data. There's the data of right now, this instant, and there's the data of what might, we're looking five years hence, based on what we know, what future might look like. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm in a positive frame of mind, I say to myself, okay, well, look, 59% of the skills involved in PR at the moment are not at risk of AI in the next five years. Yeah. And I can go away feeling quite happy about myself in that. I am a cynical old git, and you know this. And the other 41% left over, I look at that and say, actually, do you know what? That means 41% is at risk of potential significant AI takeover in the next five years. Yeah, well, there's also an issue here in that those skills are all in an area of where typically 
you know, you know you'd you'd have more junior or entry levels of of practitioner performing those tasks yeah so yeah it's around uh, listening in social networks it's around understanding data it's around you know basic editing functions there's so much technology out now available now just to help you with the basic process of writing yeah uh, of course you know i'm more optimistic than you and i'm saying this, <laughs> i would say this this is going to create a whole new level of opportunities but yeah there's very clearly an issue with you know what do you do with that entry level or core foundation level within our business because that's the area that's going to be first thrown it is and and you think about things like like you say i don't know copywriting and and media relations either and and the management of that and and work processes which as you say is a lot of junior people do that work mm. And if that's grown away, what sort of challenges do you think that presents in terms of, I don't know, is it training? Is it Does it bleed down into college and degree level stuff? I mean, how do we make the leap from the traditional model of coming in and doing copywriting to be an account director? So I don't think it's just, you know, it's not entry level. It's not just entry level. It's anyone that's an independent practitioner, is freelancer, running a small, you know, smaller business. Right. Anyone in a comms team yep. that's heavily reliant on you know, the traditional skills of writing or, or, or media relations. Uh, because, you know, you know, we know in our own practice, having lived through the last 10 years, how much of the media has fragmented, disappeared, how much of it now is based on own forms and social forms of, of media. Uh, and that's things that we've been able to observe in recent time. In terms of solutions, I think you've got to go to the high ground and, and you know, look at where basically learn how to work with machines, how to learn with technology so that you are one of the people at the bleeding edge of the profession who's able to to understand this and figure out how it's going to modernize what we do and if you're an advisor and helping businesses modernize then you know you're in a really strong position and then you go for you know we've got to go where the high value work is that is never going to be threatened by machines and that's all around cognitive function. It's around understanding. It's around the interpersonal and human skills. Yeah, very much so. And I mean, you know, I, I have clients who I've done workshops for who in passing have told me that a lot of their work is at the moment copywriting and, and media relations and stuff still, which you'd think even that is, it seemed to be outdated to me, but so be it. I do fear for the future of those sorts of agencies at the moment and those sorts of people if they're not willing to do as you say and and skill up and learn about this stuff and and adopt with and work with machines because that's the way we've got to go with this i think uh, yeah absolutely i think one challenge in 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 our business is there's never been a line item in our uh, for investment in tools and that's something that that's challenged the the profession. I think that's one reason we've had, if you like, events like this happen in in recent history with the emergence of social media and and peso and you know public relations yeah. actually was assertive and has got that right and is benefiting from that and you know it's grown because of that. Of the the smart practitioners and agencies and organizations are we totally missed out on seo though and i think the reason for that is was because we weren't prepared to learn and reskill fast enough and weren't investing it didn't invest early enough in the technology but i think that was a huge wake-up call and we've learned since then yeah and you talk about missing out on seo there was a great quote which is up front in this report by ray amara from the institute for the future and he says we tend to overestimate the effect of technology in the short term and underestimate the effect in the long run. Do you think that is what's going on with this? Yeah, almost certainly. I was asked a similar question actually last week on a at a panel event run by a tool vendor, Newswhip, where somebody asked 
you know, what's the gives you a three year horizon for social media? And I said, well, it's already here. You know, you you can see with the use of the networks and the use of technology and the way they all have massive user conferences where they tell you their their roadmap, and so you can see voice is important. You can see visual images is important. Yeah. You can see the shift to data and machine learning. So it's already kind of there. I said, but if you go back ten years, uh, and I always go back to the Clutero Manifesto. Go back twenty years. Mm-hmm. Authors of the Clutero Manifesto were seen as radicals for talking about how organisations needed to adopt human characteristics and communicate at a human to human level. And you know, on that horizon, we're we're still not we're still not there, are we? Some way to go. I mean, the evidence for that was blisteringly obvious over the weekend, the Royal Wedding weekend, and the amount of crap content <laughs> that was pushed out on Twitter by brands trying to hijack that as a as a conversational topic. Some of it done really, really smartly and very cleverly. Some of it just naff and daft. You'd just think we'd have learned from that by now. I mean, the whole the whole kind of real time marketing thing has been going on for many many years you'd think by now we'd have learned but obviously not no so, so you know so that that quote is quite upside that uh, yeah you know the future is here but there's not that many people paying attention no no that's it and it's the attention thing isn't it i guess one of the biggest things that struck me in this report is towards the end where it's presented visually so you've got two graphs each showing these 50 odd skills the first one shows the impact of AI now uh, and how you know AI is impacting these skills and the second one shows how we think it may impact in sort of five years time what the big strike and they're color-coded what the big striking thing very visually is that second graph is just absolutely swathed in in red and it just struck me you know having read through the report and then you look at this as a way of communicating what the potential threat of this is there's few better ways than that actual graph i think yeah i think you're you know you, you mentioned earlier actually that you you thought that was a warning sign and i, I it wasn't intended <laughs> as that but you're, you're right i mean it's very striking visually it's very very striking and it does show the areas where technology and ai is impacting areas of practice and there but you know there is a there is still a lot of white uh, there's not an even distribution of skills around this world, by the way. But, you know, there is a lot of white on there where public relations is still going to benefit from human invention, editing, mentoring, emotional intelligence, judgment and ethics. But you're only going to be able to practice in those areas if you've got, you, you know, you're able to move at the speed of the machines and use the machines in, in, in what you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we've touched on a little bit here, but again, <laughs> I hate sounding so cynical, but with the report, which I think is fantastic, there is a danger to me that people will go, okay, 59% of my skills are safe and in my agency. And anyway, we're talking five years. So do I really need to be worried? Now, nah, I'll leave it for now. Do you think, I mean, is that a real danger? Uh, well, of course it's a danger. And, you know, human nature is as averse to change, mm-hmm. isn't it? But, you know, everything we know speaks to the fact that traditional media is in decline. New forms of media are more and more assertive. You can just look at the the trends for the number of people signing up to use Google services, to use Facebook services, Facebook crossed 2 billion. You know, this stuff isn't going to yeah. go away. And I, I, I think actually five years is probably a too long a time frame to, to sit there and think, well, I'm all right. Thank yeah. you. I think this stuff's impacting us already now. One of the things I've started to look at, because it's been signaled so strongly from the user conference, is voice marketing 
creates another level of disintermediation of the web when you know we can talk directly to machines and they'll bring us answers back you know that's hugely empowering but instead of 10 google search results we're going to get one yeah uh, and that's going to be related to our social graph and where we are in mm -hmm. time and space so you know that's going to create another level of massive level of disintermediation and you know i don't want to ignore it no absolutely i think it's getting quite complex which is challenging but it's exciting at the same time and you know i mean i don't I don't like sounding like the voice of doom and saying that we're all going to lose our jobs because I don't think we are. It's just a case of how do we shift our job roles away from the stuff that AI can do to the more strategic and management level stuff that AI can't do, really. Actually, I think, there, you know, we, we can go back in recent history and look at the amount of work that has disappeared as, as the result of traditional media being in decline, the regional media, you know, all but disappearing. Yeah. Uh, going online you know some practitioners still earn their money yeah by doing local media relations but you know you can you, you firmly know just looking at the circulation numbers coming out of abc that business isn't going to be there for much longer so you've got to figure out where you're going to focus your energy and i'd suggest it's you know it's in one of these new emerging areas focused on new forms of media it has to be yeah so if you're going to stay focused on working in the local media and that's all you're ever going to do and not change your skills, then yeah, your job horizon is finite, almost certainly. Sure. So as a kind of wrap up then, what do people listening to this, what should they do next in order to start investigating this stuff and helping to protect themselves and, and explore new opportunities? Well, so we're kind of scratching our heads wondering where to take this project next. And one of the things we're looking at is whether we build a diagnostics tool around, okay, how do your skills map against these areas of competency and, and you know, where do you need to develop your skills? And, but then, okay. you know, it's down to the individual, very firmly down to the individual and the organization they work for to, to adapt and, and constantly develop, you know, and that's the drum that you and I beat all the time. I think the only protection you've got is to access new skills. There is a huge amount of content available uh, around us to help you and understand this stuff you know you can go and find it on lynda.com for you know next to nothing you can go and find MOOCs and such like and you know so so mm -hmm. access to information isn't the issue the conference that you're organizing digital download we're running a session there on this i think you know, that would be a brilliant primer you know it's things like that seek out information and take your own professional learning seriously okay well in that vein where can people find you on the web if they want to talk to you directly about this so my blog is at wads.co.uk and you'll find tons in the back catalogue of content there about this issue you can find me on twitter at wads uh, and there is a hashtag that's just been getting you know following the subject and getting noisier and noisier and the hashtag's ai in pr if you follow that on Twitter, you'll see articles being shared and, and people joining the conversation around the topic. We'll run a Twitter chat at some point, pulling this report apart. In fact, that's one hope I have, that people will come forward and challenge the data that we've published here and you know offer alternative points of view. Yeah, great. Well, I'll put links to all of that stuff in the show notes and to the, the report, which is out today as well. So I, I you know, I thoroughly encourage anyone who's listening to this to read that report and get involved in this because it is so so important but uh, in the meantime thank you very much for your time really appreciate it thanks paul and uh, see it digital download yeah absolutely
If you've enjoyed today's show, you should check out Digital Download Live, the interactive digital marketing conference for PR, comms and digital media professionals. We'll be covering many of the topics addressed in this podcast, including developments in influencer marketing, artificial intelligence, Facebook marketing, messaging and voice recognition. You can find more information and book tickets at digitaldownload.training. And you can contact me on Twitter where I'm at the Paul Sutton or by email at paul at paulsutton.co. Thanks for listening.